Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Prosperous Pam. I am your greeter this morning. Is there anyone on the call who'd like to say hello? Good morning, Sister Lisa. God bless everyone to call. Happy Thursday. I have a prayer request. Hey, hey. Hey, Sister Lisa, good morning. Um, let me go ahead and get something going. And then just reminder to everyone to go to declarevictory.org. That way we get your prayer request. You can put your prayer request in yeah, there. I'm, work, I'm, working on, I'm working on how to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. I'm just reminding everyone. Uh, hold on one second. And I apologize. I hope you guys can hear me okay. I don't, don't know what I did with my headset this morning. Okay, Sister Lisa, what, what is your prayer request? I am on the highway right now driving to Stockton for my grandson, Martel Ferrero, court date to see if he's going to trial or not. But I'm believing that God going to show him favor. And so keep us in prayer at 845 this morning. And give me a traveling grace <laughs> with these cars out here. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, remind me. Uh, what is your grandson's name again? Martel. Martel. Yeah, Martel Zerraro. Yeah. M A R T E L L. Uh huh. Yes. Okay, got it. Thank you. And drive Thank safe. You. We've got you listed, Sister Lisa. Thank you. Thank you. Good You're morning. welcome. Anyone else on the call? Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good Happy morning. thankful Thursday. Thank you. Can you please keep me in your prayers? Yes, absolutely. I really need God's help and your help would be great. We will definitely keep you lift, lifted, Sister Susie. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Is there anyone else on the call who would like to say hello on this thankful Thursday? Good morning. It's Grateful Deborah Evans. Happy Good morning, Grateful. Thank you. Happy Thankful Thursday. You too. Happy Thankful Thursday. Thank you. Yes, to you and your precious daughter. Have a blessed day. Is there anyone else on the call who would like to say good morning? On Declare Victory. Good morning, it's Brother Michael. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, Brother Michael. Always great to hear your sound. Thank you. You're welcome. God bless you. Anyone else on the call who would like to say good morning on this thankful Thursday? Good morning. It's Evette's Marquette. Have a blessed day, everyone. Good morning. You said your name is Marquette? Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Is this your first time calling Marquette? It is not, no. Okay. I've, I've been well, calling, but I've been silent for about five years. Wow. Okay. Well, hallelujah. Thank yes. you for sharing your sound this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Have a blessed Have a blessed have a one. You too. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you. 
This is the day the Lord has made. We'll rejoice and be glad in it. Who's on the call? Yes, we shall. Hey, prosperous. It's Moxie. Hey, Moxie. Good morning. Good morning, morning. Moxie. Happy Thursday, everybody. Happy Thursday to you, too. We love you. Have a blessed, blessed day. Great to hear your sound this morning, Moxie. So thankful Thursday here on Declare Victory. Anyone else on the call who'd like to say hello? Hallelujah. We are on the prayer, the wake up list this morning. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this blessed day that we have not yet seen. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Prosperous Pam, who is on the line. Who'd like to say good morning? Amen for being on the wake up list. Good morning. It's Krishanda. God bless. Good morning, Sister Krishanda. Love you, sis. Have a blessed day. Love you too. God bless. Thank you. Good morning, Prosperous Pam. This is Charina. Good to Charina. hear you. Great to hear your sound, too, Miss Finisher, Warrior Princess. We love you. Declare victory. Who else is on the line? Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead. We'll go ahead and get started. So if everyone can mute your lines so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Prosperous Pam and I am your host. <clears throat> Excuse me, thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to join us during the month of December where our monthly theme is entitled Friendship. Each declarer will focus on the importance and value of friendship, encouragement, compassion, kindness, forgiveness, and love for one another. There is one announcement. Walk It Out Women's Call, hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter this evening, is canceled as she is out of town. Let us please keep her uh, in your prayers for safe travels and a joyous trip for her and her sister, Tanya Denise. Uh, there were no prayer requests on the app. However, um, there were some spoken prayer requests. The first one is our sister Lisa is driving currently to Stockton with her grandson. Um, and we're asking for traveling grace and trusting for God's favor for her grandson Martel as they go before the judge. And we know we serve the greatest judge of all in Jesus' name um, that uh, it will rule in Martel's favor. Um, and then we also would like to continue this uh, lift up Sister Lu uh, Sister Susie, excuse me, and please keep my little my little acorn, my little dog acorn. He's been under the weather the past few days, so we're thanking God in advance for his complete and total healing quickly in Jesus' name. 
Okay, the order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Didi. The declaration will be brought by Tanya. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. I'll repeat that. The, de- uh, the prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Didi. The declaration will be brought by Tanya. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture for today is 1 Peter 4, 8-10. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since, the love co- since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's buried grace. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off of mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior. Amen. Amen. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, it's your name, Lord, and you are worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah on this Thursday morning, this thankful Thursday. Lord, I just want to give you thanks and praise. Father, I thank you just for a new day, a day that we have not yet seen. Thank you for life. Thank you for breath. God, thank you that we can hear, we can see. God, thank you that we're able to get on a prayer call and give you praise and thanks. God, I just come to you right now with an open heart. God, I ask you just for forgiveness for anything and everything that I have thought, said, or done that is not pleasing to you. I know I blew it on yesterday, but today, hallelujah, God, I thank you for just another chance at this thing called life. So as I lead, declare victory in prayer this morning, our praise, our worship, God, I ask that you prick the hearts of each and every person that can hear my voice. Free up some space in their hearts so you can fill it with your peace. If anyone's listening right now, if there's any anger, any malice, any hurt, confusion, disappointment, fear, doubt, disbelief, resentment, misunderstanding, anything hindering the gift of true friendship, anyone who has never had a friend or even know how to be a friend, touch them as only you can. God, you said in the midst of every storm, you're going to have your way. Lord, mend some wounds this morning, mend some broken hearts. Some people are feeling lonely and alone. Send them a true, true friend, a friend of God. We know that two are better off than one because together they can work more effectively. If one of them falls down, the other can help them up. But if someone who is alone and falls, it's just too bad because there's no one to help. We can't do this thing called life alone. God, I thank you this morning just for declared victory. I thank you for Dion's yes. I thank you for her obedience for almost 10 years to just bring a bunch of radical believers from East Coast, West Coast, all across the land, all in different countries together for prayer. God, I thank you this morning for just the gift of true friendship. Who just celebrate with us in the good times and walk with us through the hard times. God, give us grace this morning, just to be faithful, be honest and be true, not just show up any kind of way or just have a pretension like we're pretending to be something that we're not because you know all about us, God. Lead us to safe, authentic people. Please mute your line. 
secret keepers. Over in Proverbs, it says that a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. True friends love at all times, even if there is a glitch in the system. So this morning, I'm going to stand in the gap for a few of my good friends. I'm calling out Pam. Thank you, Pam, for just being the greeter and the, the heart that you have. I lift you up. I lift your mom up. I lift your fur baby up, acorn God. I lift Tanya up, but she's going to just deliver a mighty word. I know she is. I'm calling out Sister Lisa to you as she's on her way to be an intercessor for her grandson, Martel, as he stands in front of a judge. But we know the judge that has the final say. At 845, God, be in that courtroom. Also let Martel learn a valuable lesson about who he is and who you are. And let him be a light to those who are going to watch you change the situation. God, I call out Susie to you. Touch her mind. Regulate her. Let her believe that you are God and she can call on you just like David did. Continue to call on you. And if Susie says, I'm not going to move until you change me. But we have to change our heart, and we have to believe you that you are God, and you are God all by yourself. God, and Yvette, who had, haven't said anything, she's been on the call for five years. God, thank you for making her comfortable enough to speak up this month as we're on friendship. As Lisa and Tanya are having sister time, let them have a great time, make new memories. Let them just have fun. And just rekindle sisterhood. Sisterhood is so important. Hallelujah. I thank you for that. I call out Bubbly to you and Michelle and Chris Jackson and Moni and my friend Rozzy are battling with cancer. God, but you are Jehovah Rapha, and we know you to be a healer. I call out Diane Templeton to you just because she needs to be reminded that you are God. So I thank you this morning. Anybody who's battling with sickness and disease, I pray that you just touch those that are dealing with lupus, diabetes, dementia, Alzheimer's, high blood pressure, sarcoidosis, there's so many, but we know that on the cross, we remember Calvary. Thank you for being our healer, God. There are women dealing with infertility issues. Touch the womb, God. Thank you this morning, God. I lift up those who are in grief because grief is love with nowhere to go. As we approach the holidays, those who are missing family members who have transitioned, and give them your peace because grief is so hard. But we know that with you and through you, we can do anything, God. Bless the unhoused and cover them and be Jehovah Jireh. Provide shelter and food to them, God. Give them hope. Anybody that's a caregiver, care for the elderly, for children. God, for children. God, I pray for those affected at UNLV yesterday from a, a, a sniper. Some people lost their lives. So I ask that you cover these people at, at, at schools and different places, God. There's so much going on with sex trafficking and bullying and wars. And just give us peace in the Middle East as well, God. We know there's nothing too hard for you to do. So I thank you this morning, God. And just remind us to love people like never before. Love each other. That's your commandment. You said that love one another as I have loved you. It's a commandment that we love one another, even when it's hard. And so before we take our phones off mute, I just ask that each victor search their hearts. Position your heart of love. Let go of some things you're holding on to. There's some grudges. We're human, so we're half feelings. We have to get our emotions in check as much as we can, but try it day by day. So take your phones off mute this morning and give him a heartfelt praise because he is do that. Thank him for being your friend. Thank him for life. Thank him for everything. 
Take your phones off mute, guys, and just give him thanks this morning. Thank you, Jesus, for breath, for sight, for sound. Thank you for being mindful of us. Thank you, there is none like you, God. I thank you, God, for being a kingdom glory. You are a magnificent God. Your love is extravagant. For being a friend that sticks closer than any brother. Thank you because you are that kind of friend. You will never leave.
uh, something to write on, or, you know, you can always use the callback, but we're going to have a little fun this morning. I'm going to take us on a journey, but um, I'm going to tell y'all, um, give y'all some tea because y'all my friends, right? So um, the day before Thanksgiving, I was in Oakland, right? And my sisters had been saying, you know, don't my, my graces, my sister graces have been saying, you know, be careful about Oakland, just randomly. You know, they have been talking about it, I think, since the beginning of the year or maybe sometime last year. Just be careful. Oakland is, you know, they turned up in Oakland. I think part of the reason is because um, we don't have, or not we, but they did not have a chief of police. Like, they're, they're, um, the police department is in a, a, up in array, uh, not in array, but they are up in arms uh, because of some drama between the police chief and the seated mayor. I don't know if that's been worked out or not, but Oakland has become like certain parts of Oakland. It looks like a little war zone sometimes. At any rate, I'm in Oakland. You know, I'm decided I'm going to be healthy, go take a walk around the lake. I was out there with a friend. And I don't know, we were, you know, we started listening to a message by Keon Henderson. Um, and so we decided to walk back towards the car. And I get to my car and I'm flabbergasted because there's glass all around the door of my car. And I'm like, why is this glass here? <laughs> you know, I could be a little slow sometimes, but not because I'm, not because I have mental capacities. I have a lot going on in my mind very often. And it finally dawned on me, oh my God, somebody, say I got bipped. <laughs> I can't believe, and I stood there literally in the street, you know, right next to the car, probably for about 30, 45 seconds with my mouth open. Just unbelievable. How you going to bip God's car? The license plate says bug God. Anyway, whatever. So I'm without a device. Uh, I did my uh, heart share the next day using, a, I think, my phone and whatever. But so now I have a device. I've been restored. It's really nice. I got to get used to it. Because it's just, you know, I got to find, go back and find stuff. Thank God all of my data was in the cloud. Thank God for the cloud. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to share that little story with you guys. It has nothing to do with being a friend. I just gave y'all a bit of my life, my personal life, because y'all my friends. I'm really excited about the topic this, this year. <laughs> the year is over. I'm really excited about the topic this month. Um, I think I could probably talk about friendship with my eyes closed and my ha my hands around my my um uh, my no my hands tied behind my back. I don't even need a microphone. I think that um the experiences that I've had uh, during my lifetime especially within the last it'll be 5 years, especially within the last 5 years um just a demonstration, but my lesson in friendship really, really began. It began a little later in life, guys, especially the depth of friendship. I've known what a friend is and so on, so on and so forth. That's not what I mean. I mean the depth of true friendship started probably um, close to um, 25 years ago. I forget how old Demaria is. Well, I shouldn't say it like that. I should say really really about 20 years ago. Um, I know it sounds like I'm dating myself, but it is what it is. 20 years will get here before you know it. Um, but then learning more about friendship, and I'll, I'll talk about that, um, going deeper 
um, probably about nine years ago or so, somewhere around, maybe, maybe 11, maybe 11. Anyway, I want to give you some, I want to give you, um, I want to take you down memory, <laughs> memory lane. Um, and I want to tell you this first, uh, this song has been in my head for a little bit, little minute. It says, um, and I, I'm sorry, I don't have my, I've got my morning voice on, so I don't have, I can't hear the key in my, that I want to start off in. I'm going to sing this little song. Mm, friends, how many of us have them? Friends, ones we can depend on. Friends, how many of us have them? Friends. Before we go any further, let's be friends. I know I'm a little bit off there, but I can tell y'all right now, when that song came out, if it came out on a Friday night, I was at church at Friday night service. I know nothing about no Houdini. That's who made the song, the group, the hip-hop artist group, uh, Houdini. I didn't know nothing about it, but <laughs> for some reason, I've heard it along the line, along my life, and it just popped up as I was as I was um, thinking about the declaration and the, the direction that I wanted to go in. So I'm sure that made some of y'all chuckle. Yeah, it's a whole prayer call. Listen, I, 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 and we go on on a journey. Um, the, next, um, the next thing that I thought about, and I'm talking about chronological order, um, the information that I'm giving right now. Houdini's song came out in 1984. Um, then there's, there's this song, that was recorded by Andrew Gold. And I don't even know, I think he's a pop artist, if I'm not mistaken, but what stands out for um, this song for me is that it was uh, the theme song for the Golden Girls. Y'all remember the Golden Girls? Um, it, all I remember, the, the chorus goes, thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. No, confidant, sorry. Anyway, I don't have all my best singing voice, but you get the picture. I'm sure that it is, that song, too, has struck up some memories. Now, if I'm not mistaken, that song came out in the 90s, if I'm not mistaken. It doesn't matter. Let's move on from songs, <laughs> and let's go to the television. There was a TV sitcom, The Golden Girls, which is an American comedy drama television series created by a woman by the name of Susan Harris um, that aired on NBC from September 14, 1985 to May 9, 1992. So if you'll remember, I have this image right now of The Golden Girls. The show revolves around four older single uh, women. Three of them were widows and one of them was a divorcee. Um, they all shared a house in Miami. The owner of the house is the widow named Blanche, who who was joined by uh, uh, another widow. Her name was Rose, and I think that you you might remember the character Betty White. Yeah, Betty White was acting up until almost the day she died. Not really, but it seemed like it. And then there was another, the divorcee. Her name was Dorothy. Dorothy um, and and Rose responded to an ad that was placed on a bulletin board at a local grocery store. And they really used to do that, you guys, for the younger generation. They really used to place ads in grocery stores, sometimes in restaurants, 
on literally bulletin boards. So the bulletin boards that you see, the digital bulletin boards that you see really originated from the the, the live, I guess you would call it, bulletin boards that people would, would, would push pins or stick pins, write out an ad, type out an ad, and they would put it in. People would physically go to the bulletin board to find information. Now, it has nothing to do with friends per se. However, um, the way that the sitcom was um, created, this is how Dorothy and Rose became the roommates of the homeowner, Blanche. All right, so Dorothy had the audacity to, to, to have her mother, and I'm sure Blanche had to agree with it, but have her mother, her 80-year-old mother, Sophia. Y'all remember Sophia? Sophia was like a jalapeno firecracker. Oh, my God, that lady was funny. But anyway, um, she ended up moving in because her retirement home burned down, uh, and so she ended up coming to live with the four ladies. Anyway, you could go look at the sitcom or whatever later. You can see some of the series, but their relationship at the end of the day was really, really solid. <laughs> and if I was to fast forward, um, I don't know, several years from now, I don't I don't know. We, 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 me, Dee Dee, Sabrina, and uh, Dion might actually the grace the original graces, and we joke about being the golden girl sometimes. But that's not possible because we got Simi. That's a part of um, our friendship. Anyway, anyway, um, a few years, no, a couple of years later, after the um, Golden Girls, after they went off the air, there was a popular um, American TV sitcom called Friends that began from 1994 to 2004. Um, according to Warner Brothers, it's a show about love, love, love and sex and careers and a time in life when everything is possible. It's about the search for commitment and security and the fear of commitment and security. Most of all, it's about friendship um, for, for when you're young and single living in the city your friends really are your family, um, is what the uh, the writer um, said, this little blurb that he gave about friends. So let's talk about the sitcom Friends for a minute. It's way different from the sitcom um, The Golden Girls because the friends are made up of both genders, both male and female. I don't think, uh, I never really watched it. I, I've heard about it. I maybe, maybe I watched one or two episodes or something it didn't really I couldn't really relate with the I couldn't really relate with the people I'm just saying I just couldn't really relate their lifestyles were totally different the culture was totally different and I was married all my life so I really couldn't relate on that end but you know even from the time that I was a little bit of time the five minutes that I was that I was single um my life didn't look like theirs um but 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 I but I thought about I don't think any of them were sexually active but it's a, it's it's I it's ironic how when I was doing a little bit of research on friends how that love and sex are intertwined love and sex are intertwined love and sex are intertwined I'm not talking about between married people I'm talking about between people that aren't even married um, it's just completely out of order but I'm not going to go down that trail today. Um, it's just even as, because I was going to rewrite what the um, blurb said about the sitcom Friends, but I was like, no, they really mean this. It's love and sex, love, love and sex. It doesn't matter. It's just love and sex, love, <laughs> love and sex, whatever. All right. So the Friends TV sitcom is about these 
um, young, 20-something, maybe early 30s, 30-ish, American, Caucasian people who are single. They're living in the same apartment building. They do life together. If you remember the actress Jennifer Aniston and Lisa Kudrow, you know, Lisa Kudrow is the one that smiles and her lips don't really move. I'm sorry, I just had to get that out. Um, and then there's some there, there's some other folks that are on there, but Jennifer Aniston really blew up like after Friends or maybe in the midst of Friends. She really started to do a lot of movies and movies, and so did um, Lisa Kudrow. She started to do a lot um, too. She wasn't really a mainliner like Jennifer Aniston, but you get the point. So in the sitcom, they just talk about life and their their life experiences, and at the end of the day. <clears throat> they end up supporting each other some kind of way. And that's really cool that you have, you know, they they had guy friends and stuff that were able to support them and help them through some situations in life. Um, me, I want to uh, change directions and I want to define what the dictionary, um, how I want to give you a definition of um, the word friends. The first definition is found in the Oxford Dictionary and it says a person whom one knows and with whom one has a bond of mutual affection, typically exclusive of sexual or or family relations. Excuse me. Uh, Second definition is a, um, they talk about a member of the religious society of friends, also known as Quakers. Now, Miriam, uh, Miriam Webster defined friends as a person who has a strong liking for and trust in another, a person who aids or favors something, a person who is not an enemy. In other words, a friend or a foe. And I think it, a friend or foe, I think it was Joshua who, after Moses had died, um, he was alone uh, having, I'm just gonna call it his personal devotion. He could have been having a a, a whole meltdown because now he's led to to rule to lead the children of Israel, and we're talking about millions of people that he is now in charge of. He was uh, connected to Moses. I would I would say that they were friends, but more than anything, Joshua was uh, Joshua was the mentee of Moses because he was with Moses all the time. You might want to call him his adjutant. If you were in the church of God in Christ, you might want to call him uh, his, uh, well, there's another word that they use, uh, adjutant. There's another one. Anyway, you might might be called a personal assistant, uh, but whatever the case, they had a bond and a relationship. Um, and Moses taught Joshua how to lead, not so much by sitting him down and saying, this is the way you lead, blah, 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 but by being exposed to Moses and and going with Moses uh, when he went to pray, not to pray with Moses, but escorting him. I would imagine, and I don't have a scripture for this, I would imagine that Joshua also, you know, carried perhaps the supplies of Moses and, you know, I would imagine they also shared intimate conversations that we will never be privy to because I am, I'm sure with human contact. Now we know that uh, Moses is also considered a friend of God too. But 
Um, I'm just a human person being there. I'm sure they had moments in which they shared intimate secrets and conversations about being a leader. I, I, need, I hear a little bit of background noise. If you could please mute your phone, that would really, really be great so that we can protect the continuity of the call. Anyway, um, I don't want to go on a tantrum about Joshua and Moses. But I was just trying to give you a little bit of context because I don't want to assume everybody knows about Joshua. If you would like to know more about him, there is a book of Joshua that you can go and read. And if you're new to the word of God um, or not, you might want to read it in a version other than King James only because I just want you to read it, not study it. If you decide to study later on, you can, but I just want you to read a little bit about Joshua and, and this, this particular phrase or this particular scripture. I'm sorry, I meant to get it and I got distracted. But um, Joshua, I want to say, was in prayer. He was in thought because he was getting ready, like they were getting ready to approach enemy territory and Joshua needed a strategy. And so, Rochelle, if you could find it, that would be great. If not, it's cool. I'll, I'll talk about it in the um, love, 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 life and, love, Life, and Victory portion of the call. But it's where, you know, jo Joshua was strapped. He kept his sword at the ready. Do you hear me? And so a man appeared in the road. We know later that the man is an angel. Listen, Joshua draw that. He drew his sword. He was like, hey, dude, you friend or foe? That's where I was going with the whole um, a person who is not an enemy. And the angel of the Lord assured him that he was a friend. And he began to give Joshua the strategy of what was to happen next. And one more thing on strategy. There wasn't just one strategy that carried Joshua for months. Joshua had strategy upon strategy as he went from one campaign to the next. As they conquered one particular Tory after the other, there was never the same strategy. Okay, so we've defined what a friend is. Um, I want to talk to you about little Tanya. Uh, and we're talking about chronological order. Uh, and let's start around 1966. I'm 63, guys. I'm 63 years old. Um, I'm, I, I am thankful to be alive. I am thankful to be healthy. I am thankful for my children. I am thankful for relationships and the new relationships that I have. I am thankful for my friends, my ride or dies um, that um, have been with me through some of the most, um, I won't call them horrific, but I will call them some of the most trying times that I've ever experienced in my life. But before I got to them, though, um, I want to give you a little snapshot of the little Tanya who grew up in um, the 60s, who um, uh, started her life. Well, my family, when I was born, my family lived in Dogpatch. That's Betrayal Hill. Not in the projects part. We were down the hill. I believe we were on Tennessee Street in a Victorian-styled um, home. And when I was born, I was born at, um, it was called Presbyterian Hospital, but now it's CPMC over there off of, uh, uh, yeah, Presbyterian Hospital. Actually, it's under the CPMC um, manual, but it was another hospital before then. I don't remember. It doesn't even matter because it was so long ago. Just I'm a native San Franciscan. And so, um, again, I grew up in Dogpatch um, and... Oh, thank you so much for that, Christina. So let me let me just digress uh, real quick since I was talking about Joshua. 
it says, now when Joshua Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him. Listen, Joshua is bold. You hear me? Joshua, listen, Joshua rolled up on him on his feet, and he said, are you for us or are you our enemy? In other words, are you friend or foe? And the angel of the Lord said, neither. Um, he's the com- he said, but as the commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, what message does my Lord have for his servant? That's Joshua 5, 13 through 14. It was important for me to give you that word so you won't say that I was just on a tangent today talking about stuff I actually gave you some word. Again, Joshua 5. 13 through 14. Okay, let's talk about Lil Tanya. I'm going to talk about myself. Um, I grew up, so so uh, again, born uh, after my mom had me. My, my, my dad brought my mom home to our home on Tennessee Street, the Victorian that was there. I think we stayed there for about a year. And then we moved to um, the Western Edition. We call it the Filmo. We were there in that house. We lived in another, it was a duplex shaped like a Victorian um, house. It was on a hill, and y'all remember the declaration, skating on top of the hill. Anyway, I grew up on a hill, you guys. I was one block away from the bus barn that is at the top of the hill. I don't remember the name of that street, but the bus barn is at the top of the hill. So I was one block from the bus barn, and I think my house was like the middle of the block. And they, it was a one-way street at the time, and if you were coming up Post Street, I think I lived at 2569 Post Street, something like that. My house was on the left-hand side of the street. They still, That house is still there today. The neighborhood has changed, but the house is still there. Anyway, um, it's almost 640. Let me, let me move on. I was one of the younger kids on the block. Um, this was during a time when kids actually went outside and we played. Um, my mom kept me fitted. I had really, really long, thick hair at the time. Cute little girl. Um, and I always had great snacks. In fact, um, sometimes what I would do is I would run in the house and go get snacks for all my friends. <laughs> my mom was like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm getting, I'm getting snacks for my friends. I literally just had a flashback of me going in the house. I think it was a hot day. And do you all remember, oh, my God, did they call them ices or ice pops or something? All it was was um, frozen sugar in these long plastic, oh, my God, what do we call those things? I can't remember, but if they were, we, we, if you buy them in the store, freeze pops, I think. Anyway, you buy them in the store, they would be liquid. You take them home, put them in your freezer, let them freeze, give them to the kids. Give sugar to the kids. Just, just give the kids sugar. You might as well just make sugar water and froze that and, and die. <laughs> Red dye number five and, and the blue dye. Anyway, whatever. My favorite, my favorite, I think, was the red. And sometimes we would have purple lips or red lips after sucking on our freeze pops. But I would run in the house and I would get a handful of snacks, whatever it was, and I would run, run back up. They was probably they were older than me, you know. They was probably manipulating me. Can you go get some snacks? Because they probably their mama probably didn't buy them no snacks because they probably I don't know whatever. Anyway, I was the social butterfly at school too. Um, I always loved to talk. I love to talk so much that I used to get red check marks on my report card for talking too much. I got, I made um, the honor roll, but I just talked too much. Anyway, 
Now, look where talking has gotten me. I attracted this older girl by the name of Jesslyn Gray. I was also friends to the Myers family, but now as I think about it, it was something kind of weird about them because they did not come outside all the time. And I'm not really sure why, um, but we'll talk about the Myers family at some other time. But Jesslyn Gray, Jesslyn Gray was my, I thought she was my friend. I thought she was my best friend. She always wanted me to come outside and play with her. Jesslyn was like three years older than me. Just Jesslyn, I realized, manipulated me. And that's not really true friendship. In fact, that's not friendship. That is witchcraft. It is um, manipulation because what do witches do? They cast spells. Don't worry, I'm not getting too far off the tantrum. tantrum. I'm just letting you know. They cast spells to control people. And so the Bible lack, uh, or, um, compares um, uh, witchcraft to manipulation. At any rate, I'm young. I'm gullible. I don't know. She's my friend. I remember one time my, my little feelings being hurt because Jesslyn got, quote, unquote, mad at me and said, I'm not your friend anymore. And it crushed me because I thought we were best friends. And I remember going home feeling really sad. And I know it's pissing my mother off. Sorry, did I just say that on the, sorry, but not sorry, I did. I was pissing my mother off because she could see the countenance on my face. And she would say, what what happened? And I remember one time I told her, Jesslyn's not my friend anymore. And I'm sure my mom probably rolled her eyes because she knew what Jesslyn was doing, but my mom also knew that I had to learn the lesson about friendship. And so I don't remember her saying a whole lot of, um, she didn't say any harsh words about Jesslyn, but um, whatever, and I had to grow. And so she would learn, you know, uh, and she would be mad at me. Jesslyn would be mad at me for however long she was mad at me. And then she would be my friend again and then ask me, did we have any snacks at home? Uh, You know, I'm five. I don't know, six maybe at the most. All right. That's not friendship, you guys. That is not friendship. Let's 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 let me give you some words. Uh, not a whole bunch of scriptures because now that I have rattled, um, creating my foundation because I have the rest of the month to talk about friends. I want to give you some scriptural text. So the first scripture that we're going to go to is found in James, second chapter, and we will be reading from the twenty-third to the twenty-fourth verse. I'm reading from the NIV version. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. This scripture text is loaded with stuff. But since we're talking about friends, I first want to focus on What qualified Abraham to be God's friend? If we were in a live session, I might ask you to raise your hand and ask you the question, what, how is it that Abraham became God's friend? This is like an open book exam. If you're looking at the text, you can see it. It, For me, it just jumps out at me. It's three words that jump out at me. So I'm going to give you the answer. Abraham believed God. It's not because he paid tithes or gave tithes or offerings. It has nothing to do with um, his um, uh, his prayer life. Oh, well, it does, but it does because when you believe God, you pray. But 
It had nothing to do with how many times he prayed, how long he prayed, had nothing to do with his pedigree, had nothing to do with his education, had nothing to do with um it has nothing to do with who is his um his economic status. Um uh, it had nothing to do with his past because um <laughs> this phrase just came up to me. God changed his past when he changed his mind. Um, had nothing to do with any of those things. It had something to do with one specific thing that Abraham did. He believed God. That's how he became God's friend. And because of his belief, it was credited toward him as righteousness. In other words, he was in right standing with God. God saw him, if you will, if you will, as being perfect. He was in right standing with God. And the scripture goes on to say, and he was called God's friend. Can you imagine being called God's friend? Okay, let's go on a little bit further. A person is considered righteous by what they do, not by faith alone. Sometimes we have it twisted, guys, that Oh, I'm made righteous because I just because of my faith. No, the scripture says because faith without works is dead. That's found in James too, as well. In fact, the second chapter, faith without works is dead. It's not enough for you to have faith. You have to put action behind it. So, what's that guy would do? What's that has? What does that have to do with friendship? All of it, because it's tied up into this text here. But something that I want to pull from there, if you are believing God for something. Listen to this. Are you listening? If you are believing God for something, what action have you put behind your belief to prove to God your friend that you really do trust? You can be God's friend too. God's friendship was not exclusive to Abraham. I'm telling you how you can become God's friend. By believing him. Belief is associated with faith. And faith is associated with some form of action. You got that? Okay. The next scripture is going to be found in John 15, verses 15 through 17. This is Jesus talking. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends for everything that I have learned from my father I have made <clears throat> known to you you didn't choose me but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit fruit that will last and so that what whatever you ask in my name the father will give you this is my command love each other now I could have stopped at verse 15 but I just really fed felt led to add verses 16 and 17. Um, First of all, let's go back to the beginning. This is Jesus talking to the disciples. This is when the relationship changes. It shifts. Jesus now knows that they they, they have absorbed enough of him. They have learned enough of him that he can now trust them with the master or with the father's business. He can now trust the disciples with the business at hand. First, Jesus 
had to bring the disciples up. He had to train them. He had to invest time in them. He had to mentor them. And once he mentored them and he saw the progress that they were making, all 12 of them, Judas is included in this too because Judas had not betrayed Jesus yet. And so once Jesus recognized, oh, they got it, they're ready now. Now he can trust them. The relationship gets deeper. The relationship gets wider. So not only do they have, they have depth, um, they have breadth, they have height, they have it all. It's all covered. But I need you to mute your, if, you're on, if you just got on the line, please, please mute your line. Okay. Um, so the relationship just shifted. It was a major shift. It was a major shift. All right. And so now Jesus identifies them as friends, and he's telling them, you guys are my friends now. But you know, within that circle, within that friendship, the 12, there was an inner circle. And that was, I believe, John, the one whom Jesus loved, and Peter. Was it one more? I think it was just, I think it was one more. Anyway, whatever, I'm not going to, we're not going to focus on that. But there was the inner circle. Right. And they were a little bit closer to Jesus because there were specific things, especially for Peter, that Jesus needed him close to his chest. He needed him close to his heart. He needed him to be able to pour um, things into him a little bit um, differently and a little bit deeper because of the great the mantle that was going to be transferred to Peter. All right. So you get it. The relationship shifts. They go from being mentees or excuse me, Jesus goes from mentoring them to calling them and accepting them as friends. That's one thing that I want you to get from this text. The other thing that I want us to get here is that just like the disciples didn't choose Jesus, we didn't choose Jesus. We we weren't we weren't smart enough to know that we needed Jesus. It was Jesus who put the desire in us. Jesus did that. He put the desire in us for us to want to have a relationship with us. So not only did he choose us, he's appointed us to do what? Go bear fruit? What do you mean, Tanya? To be the light, to be an example. So you have a fruit tree, right? Or you have any type of tree. Let's just any type of tree. When you get the seed, you plant the seed. We talked about this, I think, last night. You nurture the seed. You take. You make sure that it's in a well-lit area, um, whether it's in the ground or if it's in a pot, potted plant, or in a in a uh, flower bed, whatever. You you make sure that you're you're committed to this seed now. Because if you just plant the seed and leave to leave it to its own, there's no telling what the outcome will be. Did you get that? You 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 plant a seed, and you just leave the seed to its own. You don't know if it's going to die. You don't know if it might grow a little bit and then die, wither and die or if it'll actually take root on its own. So there's a message in that message as well. So um, Jesus uh, chooses us. Um, he, in, he invests in us because he invested his life. <laughs> there's another scripture, greater love than that man has. I'm paraphrasing that he would lay down his life, right? Jesus proved himself as friend. Have you... Proven yourself as friend? Have you died to self? Have you have you died to the word, so that so that you can become the friend that he he needs, 
not the friend that you want to be. You can't be my friend and decide to be what kind of friend you want to be. You can't decide that you're going to speak to me and we're going to hang out today and then I don't hear from you and, you know, you you just vanish. We don't talk at all. We in the middle of doing some stuff and you just vanish and you just pop up like it's all cool. What are you doing? That's, that I don't have friends like that. You could, well, I could be associated with you, but you don't get to treat me the way you want to treat me as my friend. And I don't get to treat you the way I just that I want to. There's a mutual understanding about our friendship. Anyway, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you could bear fruit. I was talking about the seed. Um, I was talking about a seed that is planted. It's nurtured, nurtured with water, nurtured with sunlight. And then eventually what happens is the seed turns into a plant that produces or a tree that produces fruit. If the tree, if the seed does not bear fruit, it's dead. So if you are living this life and you're not bearing fruit, you're not, people are not drawn to Christ because of what they see in you. People are not drawn to want to know more about how is it that you remain so cool, um, so uh, calm and what's going on around you? How is it that you are not going off on whatever this person who did X, Y, Z, or maybe you're giving them a ride someplace and somebody just cuts you off and you just are so calm about it, you don't exhibit uh, road rage or whatever, and they wonder what's wrong with you that you are not exhibiting growth. In other words, your lifestyle um, bears fruit. Your lifestyle demonstrates that there is something different about you, and that is part of the fruit The fruit is not just people who accept Christ because you have shared the gospel with them, but it is also the characteristics that you exhibit as a believer, as a fruit-bearing believer. Now, can you be in the faith and not bear fruit? You can, but eventually you're going to die. You're not procreating. You're 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 not creating anything. You're not sustainable. I hope that makes sense. So finally... As a friend, we love one another because it's a commandment, not because we want to. There are people that I've made a decision that I'm going to love that I, I, I really wanted to hate them. I'm just telling you, I really wanted to based upon the shade that they threw and the things that they did, especially the one who I considered my best friend. I'm not talking about the circle of people that, I'm, that God has blessed me with now. I'm talking about years ago, right? Um, but I knew I couldn't hate because I did have not have a right to hate. I knew that I had to forgive because according to the scripture, if I don't forgive, God won't forgive me. And I need God's forgiveness in my life, <laughs> not just for past stuff. I need God's forgiveness for present stuff, and I need God's forgiveness for future stuff because I'm not so naive. I'm not so entitled. I'm not so... Um, um, what is another word I could use? I'm not so religious to believe that I will not sin. Given the right set of circumstances, we are all subject to sin. Your pastor, your church mother, your evangelist, your elect lady, your bishop, your apostle, me, you, we are all subject to sin given the right set of circumstances. So it behooves us (laughs) to ensure that we don't set ourselves up. Let me give you another scripture, and then we're going to close out, um, not close out this particular portion of the call, and we're going to move to our greeting in love, life, and victory. 
Proverbs 18:24. One who has reliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. What is that like? Guys, I did not know what that meant. I did not I had a I had a theory about it, but I didn't really understand it until I went through uh, a situation, um, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, with a friend that became unreliable to me, knowing all along that I had God as friend, I had Jesus as as my friend as well, and I had the Holy Spirit as comforter, uh, and then him putting not just, wow, not just one additional friend, but four. I lost one, I gained four. Dion, Sabrina, Didi, Simi. Do you know the very first time that I met Simone, and then we're going to transition, was over the phone. This woman had this sound. I've never done this in my life. Dion kept bugging me. You know, Dion has a way of bugging me. Just get up. What do you, what, Dion? Okay, I'll talk to her. Sissy, we got to talk to her. You know, that, that, that. Okay, okay. She put Simone on the phone. I remember I was at my parents' house living with them, and I was in my room, and I was sitting on the deacon's bench. And I said, Simone, my security, my social security number is blah, 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 blah. I said, I don't know why I did that, but, girl, I know you're supposed to be in my life. Now she manages some money that I have and we've had talks and she prophesied something to me and that prophecy has come to fruition. Y'all ain't ready for it yet. I'll tell y'all about it a little bit later. Anyway, that's all I have for right now. I've, we've gone all over the all over the place, but I wanted to give you foundation for what's to come in the next couple of times. That's me muting. Okay, thank you. Um, setting you up for what's going to happen over the next few shares that I am going to have over the next couple of weeks. And, you know, we don't have long because we're at the end of the year already. Anyway, my name is Tanya, not Tanya, and I approve of this message. We are going to transition into the uh, Love, Life, and Victory portion of this call. But before we do that, I want to give uh, give an opportunity to people that may have missed the earlier greeting, you didn't get a chance for us to say good morning and give you a virtual hug by greeting you back. And so we're going to do it in this order. We're going to uh, open the floor for, open the call for our men. If there are any men on the call, and we're going to give you an opportunity to speak first. We're not talking about the declaration yet. We just want to say good morning and allow others to say good morning. Uh, the next category will be um, first-time callers, you've never called in before, but you called in today, it's your first time, and you'd like uh, to acknowledge yourself, just state your name, who invited you to the call, and let us say, hey. And if you are a first-time speaker, you've been calling, you haven't said good morning, you haven't allowed us to let love on you, we're going to say, you're going to say your name, who invited you if you want to, and then allow us to love on you for a couple of seconds. Then we're going to go into the discussion about the heart share today. Y'all got that? I know you do because we say it every day. All right, the floor is open. Bruz, where you at? Yo, 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 yo. That's my yo, friend yo. and brother. 
Good morning. <laughs> Love you. Love you more. Nobody says yo, yo, like Eric. Anybody else? Any other brothers? Going once? All right. Any first-time callers? First-time callers. All right. Any any first-time acknowledgers? Your first time saying good morning. You've been calling. You've just been in stealth mode. Don't worry, we won't bite. Don't be scared. Friends. How many of us have them? Let's be friends. All right, it's open, y'all. Good morning. Good morning, Tannis. Uh, Jubilant. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Tanya. Leomia. Great decoration. Good morning, Mama Leomia. All right, I'm going to sing again. Friends, ones we can depend on. Friends, where y'all at? It's only three people on the four people, five people on the Good morning, Tanya. <laughs> good morning. I'm here. <laughs> okay, Pamela, good morning. And <laughs> you laughing at me, Pamela. And I know you laughing at me because I was at church on a Friday night. I don't really know that well. Anyway, anyway, girl. Paul said, when you're in Rome, be as the Romans. When you're on declare victory, you got to, you know, you got to be willing to change with the times. Somebody else, would you, did you say Yolanda? I, I didn't, somebody else said good morning. It was Krishanda. Good morning. Great Oh, Krishanda. Krishanda, I know you know the song, girl. <laughs> Let's be friends. How <laughs> many of us have them? Friends. Okay. God bless. Good morning. Good morning. This is morning. Juanita. Hey, Juanita. Good morning. I heard somebody else. Who was that while she was speaking? Good morning. This is Minnie. Is this who you were, you were um, muffled? Minnie. Minnie? Yes. Good morning, Minnie. Okay, good. Glad to have you back. I think you called the other day. I think I heard your name. Thank you. Keep on calling, girl. Keep on calling. Awesome. Anybody else? Morning, Tan. It's pretty. Pretty. Oh, my God. There's that sound. <laughs> beautiful, pretty. Wow. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. We're gonna call, I'm going to call you beautiful, pretty. I'm going to call you beautiful, beautiful, pretty. <laughs> oh, my God. I might call you BP for short. You'll know that's beautiful, pretty. That's, I get a, I got a right to do that because I'm the God gave me your name. I got a right to change it up a little bit. <laughs> Anybody else? All right. Good morning, tonight, Jane. Listen, I want y'all to know that Sanai J is my friend. Sanai J took care of my hair when Dee Dee abandoned me and went to Atlanta. But Sanai J is my friend. We got a different kind of friendship, but that's my friend. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> uh, well, All right. So, okay. yeah. Hey. 
Are you saying good morning to us, sis? Okay. Um, let's open it up for um, Love, Life, and Victory. Does anybody have a question or a comment? Did you have a flashback when I was trying to sing? Anything, anything, the floor is open. Thanks again, Christina, for sending the scripture. Hey, Tan. Hey, girl. Hey, right here. Gotta go. I'm at the Capitol. Talk to y'all later. Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Christian. So when will you go there to do that? Oh, you have to. Sis, of... we, we, sis, we can hear what you and your husband are talking about. You might want to mute. Okay. All right. Anybody have a question or a comment or, again, had a flashback or uh, anything? Hey, good morning, Tim. This is pretty. Look, okay, I heard, go ahead, when you beautiful. Said, okay, go ahead, go ahead, pretty. I'm sorry, beautiful. Okay. Go ahead, beautiful. Beautiful. Sorry that you, okay. that you can. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> when you said that you got bipped, sorry that happened to you, by the way, and, yeah. and to your car in Oakland. Um, I actually was walking downtown and I saw some guys get out of a car and they were in the process of trying to break into someone's car. And I'm watching. They don't know I'm behind. I'm watching, right? And I said, I'm going to take the license plate. I'm going to call the police. And, and Jeff said, baby, when you... When you do that, you have to know everything about the person. You can't just call in and say you saw something. You have to have all the details. But that's what my heart wanted because I think that's wrong. But anyway, I got a kick out of you singing uh, the songs of the Golden Girls and <laughs> the other songs that, you know, Dion always tease and say how green you are. I said, Tan knows, Tan knows a little something about um, some friendship. <laughs> so, so thank and, and and I get a kick out of hearing you guys um, on the call when you laugh and you're being silly. I know that um, we're in a different space and a different time sometimes uh, at six a.m. in the morning, but it's a pleasure to hear you, Dee Dee, Sabrina. And beyond, and 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 your laughter and your friendship. So thank you, thank you all for being a part of my life and allowing us to to uh, watch you guys live your lives out loud. That's all I got. Thank you, beautiful. That was sweet. Thank you so much, <laughs> Diddy. Yee yee. Oh, listen. First of all, I'm I'm sorry about your bipping, but you know I didn't told we didn't told you about. I know. I know. Cause your nephew got hit twice, and I got so it's just anyway. God bless them, cause they're gonna get it. But Tanya, oh my God, when you were talking about your childhood, I was over here mopping, and I got a tear because my childhood was so traumatized by friends, and I'm gonna tell you why. 
if you have a brother 15 months older than you, I, I got a lesson. Well, first of all, he was mad because I was a girl. So I was trained to be a boy, y'all. I, that's why I can really fight. I'm not just saying that I really can't. But my relationships with females is kind of, even to this day, I'm real kind of hesitant on trusting because a lot of girls did not really want to be my friend. They wanted to be my friend because they wanted to, I don't know why they thought the boy was cute because he's not, but that's what I went through. So when you were talking about you had to get snacks, I had girls go, you want to play? No, they was trying to look at this little black, oh, sorry, prayer call. But anyway, so that that helped me um, to kind of decide if you really want to be my friend, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes people, it's because of who you're connected to. And like you, you were going to get them good old snacks and them freeze pops and all of that stuff. <laughs> And plus, when you're cute like that, you know, they want to be with the cute girl, too. So it's a lot to what you share. But I am really grateful. Like you said, when you have people that even when, because I know I've come to, to, to the graces with some stuff, and y'all be like, Didi, <laughs> like, not just get over it, but really being open and honest, because I'm not always right, and I'm not always nice, but I am getting nicer as I get older. And working with these children and having grandchildren. But I really am so, so, so grateful that God decided to give you, me, as an assignment. Okay, I'm going to mute. Back to the kids. I love you, sis. <laughs> I love you, too. You know, the thing about our friendship, does anybody else have anything before I before I give a monologue? And then I'm going to, if y'all don't really want to talk, I need to, I got stuff that I need to do. And it's cool. No no shade. You don't have to talk if you don't want to, but it's Seven Eleven. Um, we gonna I'm gonna say this a little bit if nobody else has anything, and then we gonna um, let me give you some time back. Y'all can go look up the Golden Girls if you want to. You can go look up Friends, the sitcom, or you can go look up Houdini and learn the uh, dances that they was dancing. Cause I don't know what dances. I could see it in my mind. Yes, I can. I could see one. Cause I seen it. Um, I think I seen it on a movie or on um YouTube. Anyway, anybody got else anything else? I'm a, I'm gonna throw this in right quick. So we laugh and. We we enjoy each other, um, but we also do ministry together, whether it is ministry, and very often it is ministry to total strangers. Um, so if you ever go out to lunch or dinner or break, go out somewhere to a restaurant with us, expect to be completely shocked because I'm telling you, Dion is going to find somebody. It's going to be led to somebody. And somehow or another, one of us or all of us are going to be um, – interjecting in the conversation or we're going to be silently praying or whatever the case may be, but it is such a beautiful thing to observe. But the other thing is that we really do hold each other accountable. They, I Listen, I have been gotten together. <laughs> I have been, get up off the floor. You got on white. Now this is what happened. Get yourself together. Okay. Or whatever the case may be. Um, we we have been there for each other in really, really, really rough times. Um, we've been there for each other when we've had to have hard conversations about life. And you got to decide, what what are we doing? Usually Dion has that conversation. I'm just, you know, just, she'll, well, we'll, we'll have it with each other. We will. Um, and it's accepted in love because it's, we know it's coming from a good place. It's not come a pl- coming from a place of envy. It's not coming from a place of jealousy. It's not coming from a place of manipulation because we don't want anything from any of, the, of from each other. You know what I'm saying? Like some people are friends because they want something from you. Like my little snacks, there's little Tanya. You, they wanted my snacks. That's why they was my friend. And I think another thing is that Jesslyn was the younger, 
in her age category, and she probably got manipulated. And so she did to me what was done to her. Um, uh, but anyway, neither here nor there. I grew from it and I learned. I'm thankful that I didn't stay stuck as a five-year-old and make a decision that this is how people, this is how you're supposed to be treated and this is how you gain friends. I'm glad I didn't have to do that. Now, I did struggle for a little bit with people-pleasing because that's what, that, that was my biggest impression about friendship was, you know, you, you have to please people. I learned that you cannot please everybody. It's always going to be somebody that is not happy with a decision that you made or whatever the case may be even if that person is you. So I, I, I did have to get past that. Um, and I'll stop for there, for, 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 for now. Anybody else have a comment or a question or flashback moment? Kenya, this is Juanita. Um, can you hear me? I can. Um, I just wanted to comment. Um, thank you for your share. No, but um, I just wanted to comment that, um, you know, I, I, I'll say that I really, like I said um, before, that I have really been blessed when it comes to friendship. I have um, had friends over 50 years, actually, that we are still friends, we are still connected. Um, one happens to be a male. He's a male friend that I've been friends with since first grade. And um, we are still friends. Um, he's been through, he's been there for me with all the marriages I had. I mean, just different things. And, and I have a friend that she comes um, to visit quite often here. California lives in St. Louis, but she's originally from Peoria, where I live, you know, where I'm from. And we've been friends as kids, since we were kids. Grew up in the church and um, things of that nature. We talked pretty much every day um but yes it's it is you know i've had i don't even remember um some of the friends um growing up that I did not say friends like even some friends that i have now that um and it's just clusters of different groups um that i have been involved with like we i had in peoria we had established different groups like i would have my breakfast group, girls that we just went to, we would get together and go to breakfast. Um, it was just different things. So I just say that um, it is good to have someone you know, um, that you can trust, someone that you can depend on, as the song says. Um, and I'm just going to say I'm just grateful for having um, um, good friends and also establishing new friends. That's great. That's, that's great. That's that's great. That is really, really great, especially long time, long term friendships like that, um, whether male or female. It's really, really great to have that consistency in your life. Um, some of my friendships are older than, and they're different. So for me, I have, I have a, I have. There's there's the graces we call each other, but then I have a another set of friends. Uh, our children around the same are around the same age. Um, and then there is a there is a another young lady. She's actually back here in the. Um, she trapped. She her job. She's a, she's an international employee. Her job causes her to be out of the country often. And I think pretty much every significant 
significant events that happened to me, she was here. Uh, she just happened to be here. I know that was nothing but God, and she loves God. And um, we, we, I think I met her when we were, she was 16, so, and I'm, I might have been 17, because I think we're, we're a year apart. Um, 16 or 17 is when we met, and we've been friends since that time. Um, our, we, we have the type of friendship where we can pick up where we lost, left off. I don't, I don't have, she's not the type of friend that requires me to, we don't have to talk every day. Um, it, our, that, our relationship is like that. It's like, um, um, spiritually we, we pick up. She's able to uh, minister to me as well, but we're also friends. Um, I, I value that relationship. Um, she's the other spectrum of beyond. Very outgoing, very independent, um, just the other spectrum of Dion. Um, uh, and and uh, I, I value both of them. I value both of them. I believe I have um, I have gained the knowledge that I have gained um, because of these two powerful women in my life. Um, anyway, uh, anybody else have anything? Okay. Well, listen, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. Um, I I pray that some of the things that I said, something that I said, resonated with you. And I pray that today as you start to move around, especially in this season, how kind of God to give us this theme for the month of December, a, a month that can be very, very trying for some people as Holiday celebrations are starting to get into um, into into gear. They're start they're starting to gear up. There are Christmas parties, office Christmas parties, and um, uh, friendship things that are happening, and um, uh, relatives getting together, and so on and so forth. Those things are starting to happen. And for people that are still grieving, and for people that have recent losses, and it doesn't have to be the loss of a loved one. It could be just the loss period. The holidays sometimes, if you're not careful, rather than them being a time of celebration, we can find ourselves being um, uh, find ourselves in depression or find ourselves isolating. I'm going to encourage you not to do that. If you feel yourself slipping into a state of isolation. I'm going to encourage you to reach out. You know, um, be a part of the call, be a part of the evening calls. Um, you know, and and ensure that you are not by yourself. Ask the Lord. I'm telling you, he is, he is, all that is required is our obedience, according to that scripture, that I, to become a friend of God. Right? And God uses people. I believe that if we pray and ask God and we're truly sincere, that he'll put people in our path that we can begin relationships with. Uh, but I want to encourage you not to slip down the um, the road or go down the road of um, isolation and depression. Yes, we loved our loved ones. Yes, we did. Yes, we have. Uh, they're no longer here with us. Um, but we do we have some good memories of that particular, if it was a loved one or a friend or if it was a particular thing that happened to us. You know, maybe there was a loss of a job. Uh, is it possible that God is trying to get you to another job? Is it possible that you outgrew that and it's now time for you to start that business? business, um, Whatever else you might be grieving. Um, we have to believe the word. We don't have to, but the word of God says 
all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord, who are the called according to his purpose. If we make a decision to believe that word, if we make a decision to quote that scripture over and over and over throughout the day, I don't care how many times it is, and not just in your mind, but quote it out loud, find it, Google it. Just put in Google Bible verse, and I just say, Lord have mercy, I just had a brain a brain freeze. Uh, now, um, um, all things work together. So just do Bible verse, all things work together. It'll pop, the scripture will pop up. Write it down on a card, put it in your calendar, just find a way to record it so that you can have access it or screenshot it. There you go, screenshot it. And go to it every time you feel that feeling come up of sad, <clears throat> sadness or <clears throat> whatever. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be really, really transparent right here. So you guys know that my husband Carl died December the 21st. I'm not sad. I'm not getting sad. We celebrated our anniversary on December the 13th. He died December the 21st. He was buried December the 29th. I could say that December is a horrible month for me. I'm not saying that because I made a decision. I didn't really make the decision. The decision was made for me. You have grieved your last grief. Get over it. I'm telling you, I was laying in my bed at 1143 Gilman Avenue, and I think it was around, it was it was coming up to one of those dates that I just mentioned. Do you know those dates are like one week apart? <laughs> I'm looking at the calendar. They're like one week apart. That's, that's crazy. Anyway, he said, this is the Holy Spirit. I clearly remember him saying, this is the last time that you're going to grieve like this. It's time to move on. And I think that was three years ago. And I was like, whoa. Okay, maybe it was four years ago. I was like, oh, okay. I think it was four years ago. No, 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 one year ago, not three, one year ago. Um, and anyway, he said, yeah, that's, this is, that's enough. Yeah, it was, it was last year. That's enough because if you stay in this state, you're going to miss. Thank you, for Pam. I'm glad. I'm glad. You're going to miss what I have for you. So in my mind, I, I, I would listen to, I knew, I knew the scripture, I know the scripture, all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord, who are the call, the call, according to his purpose. Who is he? God. God has a purpose in everything that happens. He doesn't waste anything. You might think it's the worst thing in the world that has happened to you. As long as you focus on it that way, as long as you look at it being the worst thing that has happened to you, as long as you continue that narrative as long as you make that your mantra guess what it is and you can have it but if you make the decision i'm going to believe god's word i'm going to be obedient and believe god's word i don't know where the good is i can't mm -hmm. i can't see it i can't feel it Um, I trust you, even when I can't trust you. And so about Carl's death, I was like, what good could possibly come out of that? Like that, I mean, I believe your word, God, but what what could come out of that? What is the better? You promised, these, you promised that my ladder would be greater than my past. And I'm not saying Carl was perfect because he absolutely was not. But we had a long term, we had 31, that was my whole life. That was the majority of my life. 
I'm never going to get that time back. We had some good times. We absolutely did. We were able to do some things. But God allowed there to be a stripping of everything related to that relationship. Everything. And so I'm positioned differently today. I'm positioned differently. And and I'm, I, I am looking forward to what God has for me and walking out what God has for me and living out loud my ladder being better or greater than my past. I didn't see how that was possible. Today I see it. Today I get to touch it. Today I get to, I get to experience it. Today is not the same as it was last year, 2022. Yeah, it was a year ago. Get yourself together, girl. I got stuff for you. I got. I have plans for you. Everything that has happened to you was a part of the plan that I had. I know you don't understand it. I know it hurts right now, but trust me. That's all I need you to do is trust me and put one foot in front of the other. And let me tell you something. Some days it is really, really hard. Some days I didn't know if I could lift my foot. So I had to just stand. And I might get a call or a text from Dion. Hey, sis, what's going on? <laughs> you good? Girl, don't lie. The other thing about my graces is that they know that these days, the 13th, the 21st, and the 29th, they prepared for them some kind of way. I guess they had conversations or whatever, and we were doing something or they were checking in or whatever the case may be, I wasn't by myself. Graces, I love y'all to life. I do not know where I would be without you guys. I say that in all humility. I say that in all honesty. You guys have been a rock that supersedes anything that my family, I love my family, but supersedes anything that my family has done. Um, yeah, I love you guys. I love y'all. And that's all I have. It is 728 on Thursday, December the 7th, 2023. Y'all, we got a few more days left in this year. I can't wait for 2024. All right, I love y'all. Have a great day, and go be great. Show yourself friendly to someone because he that has friends must first show himself friendly. That includes us women. Stop waiting on people to come do something. You show yourself friendly. (laughs) I love y'all. Have a great day. Love you, Tan. Thank you for the adventure. Have a great day. God bless everybody.